a, on a door that the Lord has given to me. Maybe he'll give me more through the year. But when we were looking and contemplating for the year, this was the fourth message that he gave me. So we'll share that with you today. Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. Let's read together Colossians 4, verse 3. With all, praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Praise God. A door of utterance. Hmm. Lots of doors that we might consider, lots of doors that we might think about, but a door of utterance? That's what Paul wanted prayer for. And so we know it must be vital. It must be something quite essential that he would request prayer of the church of Colossae. Please pray. We need a door of utterance. Praise God. And I'm thankful that God answers those kinds of prayers. Well, he answers all prayers, doesn't he? Amen. But certainly, a door of utterance. Amen. You can be seated. God bless you. <clears throat> it's interesting to <clears throat> consider uh, some concepts. Uh, Brother Perkins mentioned it, some concepts of, of people, uh, intelligent people, educated people and how man came to be, how language was developed, how writing was invented, grunts and gestures, <clears throat> stick figures on cave walls. Um, I don't think that's how it happened. <laughs> God spoke to Adam right from the beginning. Adam spoke back. Praise God. Communication was important with God's creation. He told Adam, you're to take care of the garden, you're to keep it, you're to dress it, you're to be the gardener. God set boundaries, boundaries that Adam had to adhere to. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat of it, you're going to die. Now, was that the Lord being unkind? Was that the Lord being unloving? No. It was a disaster in the making if he was to eat of that tree. So he didn't. He didn't, praise God. Then <clears throat> Adam continued with that fellowship with the Lord, the dialogue, the conversations, the opportunities that he had to be in the presence of the Lord and the Lord being aware of the needs of Adam created a helpmeet for him. God's always aware of our needs. He's always concerned. He's always able to step in. And um, if God has someone for you, I usually say this to um, the, the youth and uh, the young, but it really it applies to anybody. If God has someone for you, 
that relationship is going to help you to serve him more and better. Not going to take away from it. Not going to detract from it. So Adam and Eve both continued in fellowship with God in the garden. And oh, what a time it must have been. The Lord coming in the cool of the day and walking with them, talking with them. How amazing that was. But then the dialogue was damaged. Eve listened to the wrong voice, the wrong utterance. And both Adam and Eve partook of the wrong tree. And as a result, they were expelled from the garden. And again, manifestation of God's love so that they would not partake of the fruit of, of the tree of life in their sinful state. And uh, the Lord's love then and the whole story of redemption began to unfold right from that beginning. Praise God. Because there was a promise of bruising. Genesis 3.15, amazing prophecy that was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And thank God that we know how powerful that is. Satan bruising the heel of the woman's seed, but the woman's seed, Jesus, the Messiah, bruising his head. Amen. Now, the devil wants you to miss the utterances of God or misunderstand the utterances of God and hold you back from receiving all that the Lord has for you. But remember, there's another promise in Romans 16 and 20 that's linked to this aspect of bruising. I love to make the connection because it involves me. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Praise God. Amen. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to be sure I'm in on that payback because he's bruised my heart enough. He's bruised my head enough. He's hurt my feelings enough. He's messed with me enough. I want to be in on that bruising. Praise God. I want to make sure I'm there to get my licks in. <laughs> Praise God. My feet may be small. My legs may be short. But I guarantee you I'm going to get my share. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's grace that's going to get us there. Don't walk away from grace. Don't abuse grace. Don't misuse grace. But move in that realm where the Lord's going to provide that victory. Praise God. And until then, I'm going to give Satan as many bad days as I can with all the victory that God wants to bestow, with all the glory he wants to show, all the prayers he wants to answer. Hallelujah. Oh, what blessings in the Lord. Now, Paul talked about the wisdom of God. He wrote about the hidden wisdom before the world. Interesting to find how many times he mentions wisdom in the opening chapters of the first letter to the Corinthians. The hidden wisdom before the world. And had the princes of this world known the hidden wisdom of God, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But they stepped right into fulfilling the plan of the Lord because he is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The Lord had it all laid out. The Lord had it all in place, praise God. And the victory of the church is assured because the Lord knows how to tell the end from the beginning. And he fulfills his plan again and again. <coughs> but he includes this idea of the foolishness of preaching. Hmm. The foolishness of preaching. And Paul 
preached, but it wasn't foolish. He mentioned in chapter 1, verse 30, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. I'm glad he, he, he provides that for us. Amen. It's not for just someone on the other side of the world. It is for them as well. But it's for us right here. Praise God. He is unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Praise God. The list could have continued on. But what an amazing list that Paul made right here in verse 30. That wisdom, that righteousness, that sanctification, that redemption is all because he was made sin for us. So that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. Oh, thank God that all these benefits, amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. How incredible that the Lord provides all of this for us. Praise God. And it's made known by preaching. After that, the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Praise God. Believing is the base. Believing is what you build on. Believing is what causes you to act upon the word of the Lord. And thank God for the many things that follow the believer that lead into salvation and things that accompany salvation and how incredible it all is. Many actions based on belief. There are those who would mock. There were those who would limit. There were those who would define it to be just a simple uh, nod of the head or raising of the hand or signing of a document, and uh, that's it. You're, you're, you're all done. No, there's so much more. But all that believe... <clears throat> Uh, act upon their, uh, their belief. They believe the car will start, so they t turn the key. They believe the lights will turn on, so they flip the switch. And uh, all of those actions of believing are, are so important. You believe you're going to get paid, so you go to work. Hmm. You believe God's going to show up, so you come to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. And how powerful and how wonderful it is. You believe God's going to answer, so you pray. Oh, I'm thankful. It's both natural and both spiritual how the Lord is able to provide his blessings as we believe him. Paul preached with power and with purpose. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. Ah, there it is again. Believing will bring you into understanding the power and the blessings of God. And I'm thankful that he is able to do that for us. Paul said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now, he didn't bring that demonstration on his own. He waited on the Lord. He believed God. He reached out for what the Lord was able to provide, and that Spirit and power was manifest. Praise God. And I'm thankful it's available yet today. We don't try to get it done in our own wisdom. We don't try to accomplish it in our own power and ability. But thank God, the demonstration of spirit and power is still what God delights in doing. And I'm thankful we can operate in that realm as well. Apollo was eloquent. Nothing wrong with being eloquent. Nothing wrong with being educated. Nothing wrong with being skilled. Apollo was eloquent and mighty in the scripture. He knew only the baptism of John. But fellow workers of Paul, Aquila, and Priscilla 
expounded or explained the way of God more perfectly to him. They opened that door of utterance and walked right in and said, Apollos, let us, let us show you something. Praise God. And thank the Lord that God is able to do that kind of work as well. And he went on showing by scripture that Jesus is Christ and mightily convinced others in the synagogues that utterance was in the spirit and empowered by God. And I'm thankful that's how we can operate as well. When Jesus sent his disciples, he went with his disciples. It wasn't a separated thing. And you can be assured when God sends you through the open door, he's going to go with you as well. He sent them, he went with them, and I'm claiming that for our day. Amen. It happened in the first century. It can happen in the 21st century. And we know what God is able to do. He he sent his disciples out with power to heal and deliver. Matthew 10 and, and verse 8, heal the sick, he said. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Ha, huh. praise God. I'm thankful that the hand of the Lord is not bound. He's able to do that work. And in verse 27, he let them know, what I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. What you hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. He was commissioning them already to go forth with power, with preaching. He had already chosen the foolishness of preaching to break forth his power and his goodness. The NLT renders Matthew 10 and 27 in this way. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Hallelujah. Thank God that we can proclaim it and know how powerful it is. We can proclaim it and know how positive it is. We can proclaim it and know the liberty and freedom it produces. Praise God. And I'm thankful the Lord was with his disciples in teaching and preaching. He told them in Matthew 28 and 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am. Thank God for the I am's that we know in the word of the Lord. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Rest assured, the Lord's going to fulfill it. The same thing, uh, the same principle in Mark 16 and 20. They went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm thankful we can know the Lord is declaring, so be it. Nothing is going to stop it. Nothing's going to hold it back. Nothing's going to withstand against it. Praise God. But the church can stand for truth and step out with utterance. Now, because the Lord is with us and he is working, the Lord is for us. He's confirming his word. The Lord is in us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Thank God for that power. Thank God for that blessing. Thank God for that strength and that demonstration of his power and spirit that he's going to bring when you walk through that door of utterance. You see, the word of God is not bound. I love to read Isaiah 55. There's so many beautiful verses in that chapter. But verse 11 encourages me. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper 
in the thing whereto I sent it. No, it's not going to be void. No, it's not going to fall short of accomplishment. No, it's not going to fall flat and not, not able to bring forth the plan of God. It is going to do what God's purpose has declared, and it will prosper. Praise God. It will accomplish. And I'm thankful that we can put our trust in the Lord to bring about those results for us today. Paul said in 2 Timothy 2 and 9, I suffer trouble. He didn't uh, try to make it seem less than what it was. He knew there was trouble. He knew there was suffering. He said, it even comes as like I'm an evildoer, but uh, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bound. Amen. He would stand upon that promise. He would stand upon that truth. Paul was in prison for preaching, but the word of God was not bound. Amen. He taught the word of the Lord to that Philippian jailer in the early morning hours of that deliverance. And praise God, there was obedience in the heart of that jailer and the heart of all of his family members as they were made free from sin by being baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank God that we know he believed. And because of that belief, he acted upon the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Pray for utterance. Verse 2 of our text. We didn't read, but you can see again the emphasis on prayer. Continue in prayer with thanksgiving, making sure that prayer is a vital part of the armor of God for spiritual warfare. Paul said, join in prayer with all, all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praise God. He wanted us to be sure we included that along uh, with the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, and so on. All of the other aspects of the spiritual armor for spiritual warfare. He wanted it included, and thank God we can include it. Ephesians 6 and 19, he's asking again for prayer. He said, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Thank God that there can be the boldness that God is able to apply to us. Amen. Sometimes those doors are intimidating. Sometimes they represent the unknown that we may be a bit fearful of. But thank God there can come a boldness from the Lord that we step forward and know that the Lord is going to be there and utterance can be given to you and you can open your mouth boldly, hallelujah, to teach that Bible study, to give that witness, to offer your testimony, hallelujah, and the power of God be there in a wonderful way. Ephesians 6 and 20, Paul goes on about boldness. He said, for which I am an ambassador, ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Praise God. Not because he had been commissioned by the king, not because he had been given orders by the Sanhedrin. No, he can speak boldly because he knew the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He heard him say, I am Jesus. Hallelujah. And he knew the power that he could step forward in and know the blessings of the Lord and the strength that would be there. Peter would preach 
and manifest power of God to thousands. He would declare, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Thank God there's more and more and more. Thank God for the power of the Lord that can be manifest in an amazing way. But Peter gave the advice to speak an oracle or an utterance of God. First Peter 4 and 11, he said, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God, an utterance of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever and there it is again. Amen. <laughs> so be it. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful that there can be an utterance of God and the ability that God gives so that he can be glorified. We stay with the purpose that the psalmist expressed in Psalm 115 and verse 1. Not unto us, O, God, o Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Thank God that his name could be exalted because of mercy mercy and truth. Thank God that his name can be lifted up because we've experienced that truth and mercy. Thank God that we know that we know that we know. Hallelujah. The power of the Lord is real. Hallelujah. Paul, or Peter rather, would say, prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. There wasn't a committee that joined together and said, let's, let's put these scriptures together. Let's say that it's from God. Let's convince others that this is timeless and it's been breathed by the Lord. No, he said, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Thank the Lord that there is that move of the Spirit upon those who would act as scribes and record the Word of God. And thank God the move of the Holy Ghost is still happening. The move of the Holy Ghost is still going forth. The move of the Holy Ghost is still anointing. Hallelujah. And we can do the will of God and speak the Word in the Holy Ghost and let the Lord give the results and confirm that Word with signs following. Hallelujah. The Spirit gives utterance. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost is because the Lord promised, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. John made that affirmation even after Joel had recorded it 800 years before. John said it, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. And the Lord reminded his disciples in Acts chapter 1, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Not many days from now it's going to happen. Praise God. And on the day of Pentecost in that upper room, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues because the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God it's still happening. Thank God it's still being poured out. Thank God it's still coming upon those who will speak the wonderful works of God. Amen. And they didn't stop right there. It wasn't just a time for the, the original 12 disciples or uh, minus Judas. It wasn't just for a select group. 
they continued on. That prayer meeting they had after being persecuted resulted in the manifestation of God's power in an amazing way. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they had assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Oh, God keeps opening that door. Amen. He keeps providing utterance. He keeps going forth. Amen. And we can open that door for a witness and a testimony. We don't have to be afraid. We can step through that door. Praise God, because the Lord is already there. Amen. Hallelujah. He keeps opening that door. I remember hearing about a little boy in Brazil. They speak uh, uh, Portuguese in, in Brazil. And, uh, and, and uh, so he was not speaking Portuguese. He was speaking English. And he was speaking Oxford English. Um, I, can't, I can't imitate that. But he was saying, I am rich. I am blessed. I have walked through the door. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. The missionaries were thrilled, excited to hear English being spoken in the jungles of Brazil. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember a woman in Madagascar that Sister Freeman was praying for. The missionary said, go over and pray for her, that older woman. She, she won't understand English, but she'll feel you praying for her. Sister Freeman stepped over to pray with the elderly woman and heard her saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. <laughs> Praise God. Sister Freeman ran back to the missionary and said, she's quoting Psalm 23. The missionary said, she doesn't know any English. She's receiving the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful the Spirit still gives the utterance. Hallelujah. I'm thankful the Spirit still moves. The hand of God is still displayed. The blessing of the Lord still comes forth. Glory to God. doesn't have to be a recognized language or a known language. It's the Spirit giving the utterance. Hallelujah. And there's a powerful unction that's there. Amen. Now Jude gave us warning and direction. He said, there will be mockers in the last times, walking after their own lusts, sensual, and not having the Spirit of God. And my, oh, my, are we seeing an abundance of those attitudes and actions in our day. The last times, oh, yeah, that's where we are right now. There's not a time to grow slack, not a time to just become indifferent, not a time to take things for granted in the spiritual realm, we are in the last days. Amen. God help us to be on fire and to follow the instructions that Jude wrote in verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, what a privilege. What an opportunity. What an exciting thing, because prayer is precious to the Lord. John saw some amazing things that he wrote in his revelation. John saw some incredible things, miraculous things, judgmental things, as well as things of blessing. 
But oh, how excited he must have been when he saw those four and twenty elders around the altars having those golden vials. And those golden vials were the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. And it must have encouraged him to realize all those prayers I prayed as a young man, as a middle-aged man, and now as an elderly man. All those prayers are in those golden vials, and it's still before the throne because those prayers are not going to die. The Lord is not going to ignore them. The Lord is not going to just throw them out as trash and say, these are old, these are forgotten, these are fulfilled, these are used, no sense in keeping them. No, there's golden vials that have your prayers, hallelujah, and you can keep praying. You can keep uttering before the Lord. You can keep calling upon God because praying in the Holy Ghost is powerful. It's powerful. And Jude said, keep yourselves in the love of God. Don't wander off. Don't go another direction. Don't fall by the wayside. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Paul wrote about abundance many times, and uh, I, I, I love to uh, remember uh, Ephesians 3 and 20, God is able, God is good, God is powerful, God can do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, Amen. Amen. And then God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you having all grace and sufficiency may abound to every good work. But look at this, 2 Corinthians 8 and 7. Look at the abundance that he's talking about here. Abound in everything, he says, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us. See that you abound in this grace also. That's an incredible list. Amazing stuff there that you can abound in. The context of what Paul is writing about is their generosity to help other churches. Thank God for your generosity. Thank God for your giving. Thank God that you recognize that giving is not just to reach a goal, but that giving is to reach souls. Amen. Thank God for it, and thank God for your faithfulness. But he wanted the church to abound in faith and knowledge. He wanted them to abound in diligence and love. And he mentioned utterance in abundance. Praise God. And abounding in grace is how it all happens. It's how it all comes about. How it's all going to take place. Praise God. And thank the Lord we can step into that abundance that God has in store for us as well. Amen. Don't let the devil cheat you. Don't let circumstances hold you back. Don't let the world convince you that there's a different way. Oh, no. We're going to hold on to the things of the Lord. Paul demonstrated that utterance and unction all the way to the end of his life. We read the end of Acts 28 and verse 31. Paul was preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence, no man forbidding him, not even the emperor in whose city he dwelt for two full years. 
praise God, receiving all that came to him. And he would preach to them about the kingdom of God. He would teach them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because he knew God was not going to fail him. And the word was not going to fall flat. It was not going to be something that failed. It would bring about results. How many more came to know this great truth because the apostle knew the abundance of utterance? Hallelujah. Praise God. And how many more are you going to impact? Are you going to be able to share this wonderful truth with because the Lord opens a door of utterance for you? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God that we can know what the Lord would bring forth. And the saints of God can do the same thing that Paul did until the Lord takes the church out of this world. Amen. The mystery of Christ. How about his birth and his life, his power and his miracles? Praise God. His death and his burial, his resurrection and the outpouring of his spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. Paul said, I'm in bonds. He didn't say anything about wanting to be free of that. He didn't say anything about wanting to walk away and leave it all behind. No, he said, I'm an ambassador in bonds. I'm going to stay with it. Praise God. I'm going to keep going. And we can continue on because we know the word works. It works. And God will do what he promised. Expect God to open those doors of utterance for you. Expect God to make a way for you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Because you can teach. You can share. You can testify. You can let others know. Because God wants to increase his church. Amen. We haven't reached the place where God wants us to be yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Much more. Hallelujah. That God has in store for us. Keep going. Keep claiming, keep believing, keep reaching. Hallelujah. And let's see what God will do. Stand with me, please. Thank God for the power that he wants to reveal in our midst. Thank God for the glory that he wants to put forth. Hallelujah. Oh, the blessings and the power of God that he can pour out upon us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests, your requests, be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep. Not going to lose it. Not going to fall through his fingers. Not going to be turned loose. Shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. That's the God we rely upon. That's the God we claim. Amen. And thank God we can know his power and his goodness. Let's come and pray. Hallelujah. Let's come and wait upon the Lord here for a few minutes. Let's let the Lord speak to us here today. Let the Lord empower us here today. Thank God. Let the Lord assure us there's a door of utterance that he has for you. Hallelujah. Oh, what great power, what great glory our God is going to reveal when we follow him 
through that door of utterance. Amen. Amen. Call up.